there, I'm Anne-Marie McQueen, editor of Live Healthy, and this is the Live Healthy podcast. Each week we interview health and wellness leaders and talk about all the things that are good for you, which you can also read about in our online magazine, the only one of its kind for men and women in the UAE. And now, here's this week's guest. Hi, I'm Anne-Marie McQueen, Editorial Director of Live Healthy, and we're here for a Live Healthy Live. Uh, we're with Dr. Sophie Skogan, who is has been practicing homeopathy for 34 years, works out of Eternal Clinic in Dubai. Uh, Dr. Skogan has spent a lot of time working on implementing this in the government, and uh, you spent a decade sort of implementing yeah, this, helping... 1992-2000, we worked on the implementation. Okay, and you have expertise in a lot of areas, and we're going to find out all about homeopathy because people don't know about this at all, but you have expertise in gut health, in, um, in, in food, you have interpersonal coaching experience, yeah. detox protocols, and helping people balance their core hormones, yes. and developing food-based, but comprehensive programs to help people heal from everything from autoimmune disorders and non-alcoholic yes. fatty liver disease, all the yes. things that ail us. Yes. And what was the quote? Gosh, it's gone. I want, you You like to say, let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. Yes. Hippocrates said this. Okay. Hippocrates said that because, I mean, so you want preventative medicine, right? And you want people to be healthy, to stay healthy. So I'm the most happy when people have been to my clinic <laughs> and I have seen them a couple of times and then maybe I don't see them for the next five years. <laughs> it's not about the patients that I don't want to see them, but it's because I know I have done my job. <laughs> That's great. And then I have helped them because, see, you want to... When I study medicine, there is, uh, there is two things that makes a cell unhealthy. So either it's an overload of toxicity or lack of nutrients. So if you have a nutrient-dense food and you help your body in its natural detox process, because your body detoxes naturally, constantly, right? So if you can assist it with food, nothing is better. And there is medicinal plants, right, that we also have taken some and developed some homeopathic remedies from. And they can also be used in your daily food habits and mm. they can be helped to help with so many different diseases and to help you at least stay alkaline and stay so that you have an anti-inflammatory um, diet instead of creating lots of inflammation and thereby chronic ailments, you know? Well, when you say there's two things that cause a problem in a cell, yeah. toxicity and lack of nutrients, yes. that's it right there. How many that people right have there. both of those things going on in a major way, a lot of people today? Yeah, because we ha there is so much toxicity, right? There is, so we have all the pesticides, herbicides, etc. that is used in the normal food industry. Then we have all the environmental toxins, then we have people who are on different kinds of medication, who have side effects, who also create toxicity in cells. 
and then we have the inoculations and we have a whole spectrum of things, right? And then when you, on the top of that, don't have nutrient-dense food and food that is possibly also toxic, you're just on an overload of that, right? It just takes, it's just the last drops, you know, to make the water flow over, right? Okay, so let's just, homeopathy, let's talk about that at first because everyone sees these little balls, granules. <laughs> these little granules <laughs> and the rows of them in the pharmacy. Yes. But what is going on in this preparation? Okay, so what we do, we prepare the, or the medication is prepared by pharmaceutical companies that is specialized in this field. The, there is a process that takes place so that one kind of get the toxins out, but you still have the but they're still potent enough to trigger your immune system to help itself, basically, right? So what we do when we treat people, we actually treat the person as per se, instead of the, just the disease or the ailments. Mm -hmm. And so they are highly potent-sized, meaning there are no toxins. They are safe for even the smallest babies. You know, I give homeopathic medicines to babies as well as uh, elderly who are weak and pregnant women. So there are no toxins and they're highly efficient, they're fast and effective. Okay. Yeah. Can you tell? And no side effects of them, obviously. No side effects and you don't get dependent. Okay. So it's not like when I have a patient, I don't need to see whether the, whether the ailment is of a mental, emotional or physical aspect of being or whether or if the where the main the gravit, gravitas is on either of these levels you still will use uh, uh, so you will use a single remedy if you're a classical homeopathic physician and know how to do that to to de, to do to prescribe the art of prescribing right then you will use one single remedy that matches the symptoms of the patient that comes in. So in order to trigger the innate system to create an equilibrium, right? Mm -hmm. and, and the healing process will therefore take place. Yeah. So can you, first of all, how many are there? And then can you just use an example of one that you use commonly? And can you sort of describe to me how it's made and how it works in the body? Wow. Okay. Is that possible? There are 3,000. <laughs> Could you describe there all are three thousand two hundred as per night, but there still comes new ones, okay. right? So there are still research going on. There are still provings of remedies going on. So uh, there are about three thousand two hundred for now. Normally, we, I mean, mostly used would I would say maybe five hundred different remedies, and so I could say. Uh, Okay, so let's use Apis mellifica, which is a remedy from the stinging bee, right? Apis? Apis mellifica. Apis mellifica, and it's a remedy from the stinging bee? Yes. Oh my goodness. Okay, this is an exciting so one. So the, the symptoms, when we do the provings of a long, of a provings, is uh, they are intense, sharp, hot, swelling. You mean if, if you were stung by a bee? If you're stung by a bee, when we do the proving, the intensity of the remedy shows up the same. So the pain will be sharp and stinging, right? Okay. So 
Therefore, if somebody is stung by a bee, I don't need to say there are several different remedies that I could use for the same, right? But if you're stung by a bee, one of the remedies that you would immediately think about is Apis Malefica. Okay. Right? So then we have Allium Sipa, that is red onion. Okay. So you know when you cut red onion, you will have tearing, right? Mm -hmm. So for example, if a patient comes in and they have symptoms similar to that, that is produced by red onion, when you stand over and when you inhale it, right? Okay. And they have, they, let's say that they have those symptoms and they are more uh, maybe prominent in uh, diagnosis uh, allergic rhinitis or something like okay. that. Okay. You will, you will use that remedy instead of using 10 other different remedies. Okay. Because you need the specifics of the symptoms. So I diagnose the patient. Yeah. So Somebody, ha if you have allergic rhinitis, you have allergic rhinitis. There is certain symptoms that you need to have in order to be classified as such. And you know, you would want to have blood work done and check your uh, your levels, right? When I, so I don't only do that. I go in depth, you know, because I want this individual specific symptoms. So you will. Despite the fact that you have allergic rhinitis or anyone here have it, you will still produce, because you are an unique, your system operates unique, you are unique, so it's not remedies one for all and all for one. Mm -hmm. It needs to be specific to, it needs to match the symptoms that you are producing in specific, right? So if you have more sneezing, if you have more uh, discharge from your nose, if you have... Uh, lacrimation from your eyes at the same time, etc., etc., etc. These are the specifics and timings, meaning the modalities and timings, if it's worse or better, what it gets worse and better from. Okay. Yeah. So there's 500 that you kind of know. 500 that you kind of need to have a real good grasp on. When people and the rest you will, because when I have a patient as well, you know, when I take the specific symptoms, I will still go into what we call the Materia Medica, where the symptoms are listed, right? So if you, for example, have uh, ailments from grief, there will be one rubric that says ailments from grief. There will be X amount of remedies underneath that. And I would try to have to f use one of those remedies, right? Okay. If okay if the patient have ailments from grief. When you say ailments from grief, people are like, what do you mean? We were just talking about allergic yeah. rhinitis. <laughs> yeah. We were just talking about a runny nose and watery yeah. eyes. What do you mean symptoms Ail of grief? So symptoms of grief. Oh, so I have through my 35 years of practice have seen plenty of females in particular who would, for example, uh, have amenorrhea, meaning they stop having their periods post a situation where they have had, uh, gr where they are grief struck, and you know when there is a grief in the mm -hmm. causality would be grief. Okay. Yes. Okay. So you're able to see that. So you need to, yeah, we need to have causality, right? Mm -hmm. We need to understand what is the causality, where the triggers are, how this system moves, where it's stuck. So you have to, so you match the remedy so that you, you help the help the body to kind of just move on and when you nudge it on actually what kind of people are coming to you because they're not just having usually one problem they might have grief and rhinitis they might have yeah you know there are people coming with all kinds of ailments and uh, I have I mean it's kind of 
so thank God I see more and more parents that come with their children at an early stage. I'm very happy for that because when you're treated with a homeopathic remedy and you're treated acutely, so even when you're treated acutely for an acute symptom, you're and you're treated correctly for that acute symptom, meaning nothing is suppressed or disrupted, you will be able to, you, because the healing is so deep and so profound, that your body, and your body creates an equilibrium, but it, because it's so deep and so profound, you stay healthier for longer periods of time. So in that way, it's also very preventative, right, and ec economical. Mm. Yes. Well, economical, because I'm thinking if you go to yes. the doctor for a lot of things, first yes. of all, no one's asking you as many questions. You do like an hour intake with someone where you ask them everything. For the new patient, yeah. um, an hour, maybe I then sit and, and then I put everything, piece everything together and figure out where the, where I need to angle mm -hmm. it from, right? The, the treatment and make a treatment plan and uh, figure out the prognosis and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Then I need to find the similium, what we call the similium, which is the one remedy mm. that is supposed to be used. Mm -hmm. I know that there is, that there are homeopathic physicians that uses uh, many different remedies in one go and uses what we call complex homeopathy. But I don't, I, I haven't used it. And when I see that it's been used, I don't see that patient comes in who have seen practice, uh, people who have practiced like that, when they come in, they, they, they haven't had a long, profound, deep healing, you know what I'm saying? Because mm. the similium is not met. And that's one of the principles in homeopathy is that you, use, you find the similium and you use that remedy. And you, you're supposed to watch because naturally you have a healing process. So you're supposed to watch that healing process take place, right? Mm -hmm. And if it goes in the wrong direction or if it stops, you need to figure out what's the next step and how to nudge it along. This complex homeopathy where it's an, a number, I feel like that would appeal to people's sort of urge to just take, take pills and have it be fixed. Like it's like my doctor's giving me a bunch of things and it may, you know? I know, but complex homeopathy means that the pharmaceutical company have created for, for example, so created remedies for colds. So instead of using, instead of you going and seeing a homeopathic physician that will prescribe one, they have put many, 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 maybe 15 different most used remedies inside one and hope that one of them will do the job. Okay. But when you're, when you're doing this, number one, you, so your system runs in different directions, right? So you want to be more precise and you want your patients, you should want your patients to be healthy. <laughs> and now you, you are my doctor. Yes. I saw you for, I developed a lot of things stemming from gut health, but I also had problems with my thyroid. And I can say, I've never been prescribed something like what you prescribed for me yes. because it was literally everything. It was how to exercise. It was what to drink in the morning. It was how to yeah. eat and even sort of how to be calmer and like, and the homeopathic and a bunch of supplements. Yes. It was 
really a hole. And when I saw it, I wish everyone could see it because, yeah. first of all, I feel tremendously better after two months. Oh, I mean, I'm not good. quite there, but I feel a lot better. I think I probably look better and I just like yeah. thinking more clearly. But if everyone could see what's involved in healing, it's a really yeah. beautiful thing because yeah. I've seen my body's gone back and forth and back and forth. Yes. I guess more, more up and yes. then down and up and down. Yes. But what's involved in it is like, it's a lot of work, but it's not a lot of work. Does that make sense? It's a lot of work for me because I work like that. Mm -hmm. uh, not all homeopathic physicians works, works in that way. But I want to make sure, see, as I said, you know, there is two things that make you ill. It's either your cells are very toxic or you have lack of nutrients. So even if I give you a homeopathic remedy, it, let's say that you have lack of nutrients or let's say that there are things that causes, like chronic things that causes you to feel ill, that, you, that you're doing on a daily basis or that you have in your life, right? If you don't remove causality, your remedy will work, but it will work for a little bit, mm -hmm. and then you'll collapse again, right? right? So it's not because, because, see, you can, the remedy goes in and creates an equilibrium for your body and your innate system to just to keep on balancing itself out, and the healing process should take place. But if you don't have enough nutrients, or if you have, as I said, that there are the, the causality, uh, is from outside, right? Mm -hmm. Or from inside, you need to help your body to help you because you want the healing process to be speeded up, yeah. right? Yeah. And when patient comes in and they have lots of different diseases and they come in and they maybe have a bag full of allopathic medication and for hypertension, then for diabetes, then for this, then for that, and all the side effects that comes, I need to pick all of that away, right? I need to, I need to help them to be able to separate and to get back and to, so that is a longer process, even with, because there can be a collision between the innate system that wants to heal and detox and then the constant toxins that comes in from outside, right. right? So every medication you take that's helping your symptoms yes. could also be creating problems. Uh, allopathic medication. Allopathic medication. Yes. I'm always, the experience. They have all side effects. You can just pull up the leaflets yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and go through them and you will understand that, you know. Yeah. So is your opinion, because there is no free ride, like you can't just take a pill and yeah. get, feel better and not have something else happen. Yeah. That's how it feels, sort of. Yeah. Is that being too simple or? No, I think that is, that is very clear, right? Yeah. You need necessarily, so you have a physicality. You, I have my car, I put it into the garage, right? <laughs> <laughs> if I don't do it, it's inevitably going to break down. Yeah, yeah. Or the engine is not going to move anymore, right? Mm -hmm. It's going to... Mm -hmm go up in flames maybe yeah so the same thing with your physicality because this is a physicality right and when you and it's a fine machinery it's you have everything everything is there everything is prepared for it to heal itself but if you start messing around and you don't have 
the nutrients that it takes and you have too much toxicity, you're going to have trouble, right? I feel like this is what's missing a lot this, in this world today is getting away from this like innate intelligence that our body has, how it's always balancing and yeah. trying so hard. Yeah. Do you, do you feel it like... It does it even with cravings, right? And we ha it's, it's so fine. The system is so fine because you will, if you're listening to your, if you're listening to your body, it'll take you where you need, what you need to have, what you need to eat even, right? Mm -hmm. To get enough of the nutrients that you maybe need to replenish or that you have some lack of, right? You will have the health, but I mean, it's difficult for people to listen. Yeah, it because seems the, more and more difficult because it's a lot so of many distractions outside, right? Right. <laughs> I think one of the most profound things for me that if I would like anyone to know is that I was holding a lot of inflammation weight yes. and a lot of people are obsessed with losing weight. Yes. What has now been shown to me is like you have to get healthy to lose weight yes. rather than lose weight to get healthy. Yes. Like once, once we sw shifted around, I said to you, I've lost like 10 pounds and I've done nothing. Yeah. yeah. And I don't feel like drinking coffee constantly to yes. like wake myself up because, yes. yeah. You are alert. You yeah. are awake. I, I actually stopped clean. wanting as much coffee. Yes. I was really living on coffee before. Yeah. But the weight was really interesting to me. And yeah. you said this is, your body is now, your metabolism, your metabolism is working. Your metabolism gets better, but also all the inflammation goes yeah. down, right? Yeah. And when your hormones start working in a better way, you know, obviously... They're mm -hmm. going to regulate things as well. They are just messengers in your body. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. they need to have, you need to support the organs that produce, produces your hormones, right? For this to work in a proper way. So can you help everything? Everything. Like, what if someone's dying of fear of death? Fear of dying? You can even, like if they're actually dying and there's, yeah. they can come to you and you can help them even with the emotional even aspect. Even with the emotional aspect, for okay. sure. Okay. I've seen a lot of patients like that too. Wow. That are the end stages of their life. Also elderly, you know, we are mm -hmm. going to kind of expire, right? There yeah. is an expiry date. There is. Yeah. On this, <laughs> so far. At least on the physicality, no there is an expiry yeah. date, yeah. right? Uh, so, and there will be stages, you know, through that where people are going through angst and anguish, you know? Some people, some people have peace with it. Some people are simply just tired of life and want to go and have peace that way. But some people are also younger and haven't been helped early enough or couldn't be helped. And that's a more difficult thing to do mm -hmm. because it's like an oddity, right? Mm -hmm. That young people should perish. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's more, maybe more difficult to accept, and it's more difficult also to hold the, hold the, those loved ones that are around. Mm. What are, and you can help animals as well. Yeah, animals they react also super to homeopathic treatments. They don't know what's happening, but they they don't know what's happening, <laughs> but they you give them the remedies, and maybe they do. Fine. Yeah. Um, do you ever run into trouble with allopathic medicine? Because if someone's been seeing a doctor, yeah, and I imagine, I come from a my mother was a nurse and I come from yeah. a very medical family. I imagine if you come in and say, oh, no, I found a new doctor and she's treating me with homeopathic yeah. medicine. Yeah. Do you ever get that sort of pushback? Well, my doctor says this is... 
Uh, well, pati um, from patients. Yeah, or just the fact that allopathic medicine yes. might not believe in what you're doing or might be threatened by what you're doing. Yeah, sometimes I feel they are threatened and sometimes they, because this is a whole system of medicine, so we have taken everything into consideration and we have taken the individuality into consideration, the individual expressions of uh, ailments and illnesses into consideration. And we have the healing process and we have, and we don't use medication that have side effects. They are non-toxic, right? Mm -hmm. And they don't, and you don't get dependent on them. Mm -hmm. So I feel there is also a lack of understanding amongst the allopathic physicians that you actually have an innate, magnificent system that just needs to be helped along and uh, it helps itself. Can you do both? Like if you're yeah. on medication for hypertension, if you're diabetic and you're on, you know, those, yeah. can you do them concurrently? One can do both uh, on certain medication. There are medication, but you won't have the best of results because see, there are the, the, medica the allopathic medication go in and either destructs or destroys or suppresses, right? While as I'm working with the body to help itself, okay. correct? Mm -hmm. So you will have a little bit of conflict of interests for a while, but you can help it along and then slowly they can separate their, depending on what it is. So sometimes you can just separate the medication and it's done. But other times it needs to, it goes over a longer period. And especially when people are on all kind, uh, so many medications, because um, I see people that come in with maybe 15, 20 different kind of medication because they take medication for the, so they develop side effects and then they take medication for the side effect and then it's this and then it's that. And then nothing is really corrected from start go. So nothing is really corrected in their dietary or lifestyle habits at all, right? So if you don't correct the cause, or if you don't take away causality, as I say, how are you going to manage to heal, you know? How are you going to manage to help your physical body in that way? Not possible. So this explosion in, I mean, the rates of autoimmune disorders and yeah. autism and dementia, yeah. Where do you think this is all coming from? Is this the two factors you talked about? Toxicity it's two factors I'm talking about because they because you want cre uh, it creates uh, in a chronic inflammatory condition, right? So the, those toxicity, as I said, they can come from all kinds of all kinds of uh, places, you know, from what you eat to what you take, from even from your thoughts, from your emotions, you know, because you create stress, right? Uh, uh, but I think because of the chronic inflammatory scenarios, I think it's basically most l due to the toxicity levels okay. that, that you have from, yeah. So even if someone isn't seeing you, what's your advice for sort of how to approach this? I mean, I know it's wide ranging, but like, what are just some basic things that people could be doing? to try and detoxify okay. so, and increase, to increase their nutrient levels. So try, try to find nutrient-dense food. 
eat non-GMO, organic, have plenty of water, keep hydrated, sleep well, exercise, but exercise in the right way, not to create inflammatory conditions, mm. especially for females. Okay. Because I see lots of females, they are just running and their hormones are then upside down because we're not meant for it. Yeah, this, all this crazy hit and yes. all these hour-long crazy yeah. workouts are not good for us. No, for most it isn't. Mm. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was feeling better and I went back yeah. to a workout and then I had a little... <laughs> you had a little backlash from yeah, it. I you did. relapsed, you felt it. Yeah, I did. Yes. <laughs> yes. Old habits die hard. Yes. <laughs> Easy makes it. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because there's a lot of negativity about the pharmaceutical industry, but the pharmaceutical industry makes these remedies and it makes them in their... For the homeopathic yeah. pharmaceutical industry? Yeah. Actually, is it a different, that, yeah, it's a whole different, different industry? Whole okay. different industry. Okay. Not belonging to the... So is it under kind of siege? Because everything that's not pharmaceutical industry these days is, seems to be getting heat and discrediting. It seems like there's a campaign to sort of... To, to, to try to get rid of... Yeah, to call into question these kinds of things. And I know in journalism, I've worked for years writing yeah. stories about this stuff. Yes. And I'll never forget years ago when I was writing a story about homeopathy and an editor said to me, oh, well, if you were scared of flying, would you just grind up a little piece of the plane and take it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like this is the kind of thing. I know. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. You should it was call like, it ignorant. Obviously <laughs> not. But maybe. <laughs> it's quite, I mean, you mean skeptics, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. You know, I'm, I, you know, people, people should have, should be should use you use your ability for critical thinking but do it as a standard about everything right, right. <laughs> and then try if you if you feel that you still can't come around to the ways of it why don't you just try it okay yeah and can you just talk a little bit about inoculations that we're experiencing this is another controversial yeah. subject but it it's it's yeah. a huge it's subject. a huge subject can you just quickly touch and on it controversial <laughs> uh, yeah. and I so see because we have a propaganda machinery. So and if 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 science and and the real real science of it is kind of uh, held down, or there is a cancel culture around mm -hmm. it. I mean, I feel sorry then for the scientific communities and for us as physicians all over because. Um, your daily job is actually, as a physician, your daily work is actually to find causality, right? And right. you're supposed to pick, a, pick apart everything the patient says and find timings and find correlations and find what happened. And you're supposed to know ingredients of stuff. You're not supposed to know side effects, right? And when those are kind of put aside and not presented, but you see it in your work and you see it in your daily work and you're not allowed to say anything about it because that's a big part of the science, right? It's a feedback system mm -hmm. from the physicians to the... And mm -hmm. when that is collapsed and the side effect or maybe 1% of the side effects, in a, for example, in the American VAR system, only 1%, if that, is in that system. Mm -hmm. And when you start looking at it, you just have to think, right? Mm -hmm. And we should really think critic 
just critical thinking will help you a long way. Mm -hmm. And people should be able to make their own decisions. You have, I mean, I want to have autonomy of my physicality, right? Mm -hmm. I want to decide what goes in it. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be forced into a system or used as an experimental... Mm -hmm. Without me signing any paper that I'm agreeing to participate mm. in the experiment, why should I participate? Yeah. Informed and consent. And then coerce yes. informed consent. And the coercion is the same that happened. This is why we have, we have had ethical and moral codes in medicine since the Second World War, right? The Nuremberg Codes, where informed consent and you're supposed to know about the side effects before anything is used. It's a part of a physician's job. It's to inform the patient. Mm -hmm. And if you are participating in an experiment, you need to know that you're participating in an experiment. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And you need to be able to choose. Yeah. So coercion is also a part of this. It's not okay. Mm -hmm. to. And that... So I... I don't know what more to say. Yeah, we actually have to be without careful. kind of you have to be careful. Yes, but it's something that people should know about. Like when you take an, for any, me, no, any, 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 anything, 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 any any medication you take has a side effect. Any, any inoculations, yeah. you need to know the side effects. You should be under. You should try to have a, the physician should try to explain to you or explain to you all the details of it. You know mm -hmm. the possibilities, what can happen, what have happened, x amount of people, etc., etc., etc. We're very bad at putting together even side effects from medications. We're very bad at putting together. Like I took that pill on Thursday, and I feel very terrible yeah. on Tuesday. Yeah. Even you know, even if you slam your finger, you might lose a little bit of hair in a, yeah. in a couple of months, and you're very you don't remember. <laughs> like we just can't. I know. Yeah. And it's, uh, so this is a part of the critical thinking, right? Mm. You need to be able to, or because we all have ability for critical thinking, so it's important to utilize it, not to go into a kind of, okay, everybody's doing that, so I'll do it too, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. It okay. might not be for you, you know? It might, and this thing you're saying that, oh, difficult to link what you did then, and then that happened. So that is a part of my job as well, is to, because I go in detail, right? Mm. So I want to know, so what are the triggers? What are the causality? When did it happen? How many days after? Et cetera, et cetera. Right. So it's like a puzzle. Yeah. Being a detective, you know? Yeah. You're like uh, an investigative yeah. medical practitioner. Yes. Well, thank you so much for explaining this to me. Pleasure. And everything you've done for the country bringing this here. Yes. Thank it's, you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming. That's it for this week. If you liked the podcast, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. We'll see you next time on the Live Healthy Podcast.